Hello, you're listening to the Secret Keepers Club podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so, so much for being here. Happy to have you. My name is Carly Aquilino. Welcome to the club. I'm really excited because this week we have some, we have a bunch of emails that you guys sent over to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. We got some celebrity news stories that I would like to chit chat about, and we're going to get right into it, you guys. And guess who the first story is about? It's really not new. It's not really news. Okay, and it's not really probably even going to be interesting, but it's something that I deeply care about. And that's, of course, third week in a row, if not fourth, Ben Affleck, Jennifer Lopez. They were chilling in Miami this past week, which is weird because I was in Miami last week. I feel like we could have coordinated something a little better, but they were they were out living it up in Miami. And there's also reports that Alex Rodriguez is, is quote, working on accepting the harsh truth that Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez are together. And to me, we don't care. A-Rod, guess what? We don't care what you feel because you're the one that was, that was screwing around on JLo in the first place. Okay. And you're the one that's the worst host ever of Shark Tank. And that's coming from Shark Tank's number one fan. So guess what? We're all set on your opinion on the damn thing. Cause you were talking to some reality TV star from either Southern hospitality or Southern moments or whatever the damn show is that this girl was on. And that's no hate to her. She wasn't the one that was in a relationship with the most gorgeous, spectacular, stunning woman in the entire world. That was on you. So, hey, I don't know if I would, if I was on Shark Tank and I only had, and only one of them offered me a deal and it was A-Rod and Mr. Wonderful said no. And and Mark Cuban said no. And Barbara Corcoran and Lori Grenier. Is it Grenier? It sounds like it is. Um, and Robert and, and Damon all said, no, I will go. And A-Rod said, yeah, I want your thing. I would go, I don't know if you make the best choices. So I'm going to go ahead and back out of the tank. And I would go pew, pew, pew with my fingers. And I would slowly back away. And I would give him the fucking finger. And I would say, Derek Jeter's hotter than you anyway. And Derek Jeter is so much better at baseball than you. So suck my ass. Okay. And that would be the, that would be the best decision I ever made in my damn life. So that's my spiel. Okay. It is what it is. Um, so that's that there's also a bunch of stuff going on with Chrissy Teague in the last couple of weeks. I don't even, I don't think we spoke about it last week, but she's, you know, there's this huge controversy going on with her right now because all of these old tweets came up. Uh, she was cyber, but she was technically, I mean, she was not even technically, she was cyberbullying these people, this young girl who was married to an old ass man, um, she was telling her to kill herself. And then there were old tweets that came out, her talking about Farah from, uh, that show on MTV called teen mom and telling her that she's a whore and all these things. And, you know, it blew up and, and she did give a really heartfelt apology, um, what seemed to me like a heartfelt apology. I think that, you know, she, she realizes she was wrong. It didn't seem like she was trying to cover her own ass. You know, at the end of the day, these people have more money than God. It's like they don't have to apologize if they don't want to. I think she really feels like an asshole for what she did. And what she said is not okay, and it was never okay. And and you should never be telling people to kill themselves, especially it's a kid. I mean, what a clown. But um, there's reports that apparently it's suspected that her line, uh, you know, she has like cooking shit. 
I don't know what kind of, she's got like pots and pans and, you know, books and little ladles probably too. I don't know. I never looked up her line because I'm just kind of like, I just never was like in the market for Chrissy Teigen, you know, pots and pans, but I'm sure that there's like ladles and tongs and spatulas and, you know, things like that in the line, but whatever it is, it was sold at target. It was sold at Bloomingdale's. It was sold at Macy's. It's not to be found anywhere online anymore. So I think that, you know, this is something to be said. I think that I don't want anyone to hate on me for this, which I'm sure, you know, it might ruffle some feathers, but if people can't grow and learn and apologize, and this is no way defending Chrissy Teigen, you know, I'm not trying to absolve her from any wrongdoing she's done in the past, but I think she's been through shit now. I think she's grown. I think, you know, she's been kicked in the ass in life. Um, you know, a few months ago, she recently went through something so devastating and, and she's been cyber bullied for years. And I think that she's learned that it sucks. And I think that she's grown as a, as a woman. Um, and she's acknowledged that. And I do think that she probably feels regretful of her decisions that she made. So if you grow and, and we've all made mistakes before and people do change for the better, uh, when they grow up and when they learn things. I'm kind of just like, is there no such, are you damned? If you do, you're damned. If you don't apologize because she apologized, she owned her shit. She said, this was completely wrong. And I feel terrible that I did this. And it still doesn't matter. You know, it still is. She may as well have not apologized because people now people are, you know, taking her money away from her. They're taking her livelihood away from her. I think there needs to be a boundary here. I don't know where the boundary lies. I think that it, it's kind of also like, we've all said terrible things about people and regret them later on in life. And we say things we don't mean sometimes. And of course that's not cool. And you grow and you learn, but it's just kind of like, why are we treating this woman the same way we treated fucking or, or worse than we treated Harvey Weinstein in the beginning? Because when Harvey Weinstein first got caught, all these big actors were coming out defending him. Actors and actresses. So it's kind of like, why is she getting dragged through the mud worse than if, I mean, somebody that's done a million times worse than her. I think that people like to kind of pick and choose who they could pick at because they know they could get under their skin. And I think Chrissy Teigen's one of these people where she she's emotional. She lets things get to her. Even if she says she doesn't give a fuck, she still is an emotional person. And, and understandably so, I would be too if I were her because people say such terrible things to her as well. But it's just kind of like, do we need to treat everyone the same if they're getting quote unquote? First of all, why are we still, why are we canceling people? But why are we treating Chrissy Teigen the same way we treat Jeffrey Epstein or, or the same way we talk about Jeffrey Epstein and the same way we talk about Harvey Weinstein? I don't think it's fair. I just don't. I'm sorry, but taking this woman's livelihood that she probably really cares about and works really hard on this cookware line and the book and whatever else, come on. It's just, it, it, it's silly to me. 
And again, let me know how you guys feel about it. I'm sure that a few people are like, no, and, and I'm telling you it's not cool what she did. I'm, I'm acknowledging that. And I'm saying it's just, it's silly to, you know, be starting online fights. It's, these tweets were from like 2013, you know? Um, it was her, it was the girl Farah Abraham from uh, Teen Mom. And, and then Farah, Farah, if you ever seen Teen Mom, you know who Farah is. She came out and said, I, I hope, I, I hope Chrissy Teigen gets therapy. So I don't know why, but that cracked me up. Cause if you've ever seen that show, I mean, it's the, it's the, the pot calling the kettle black there. I'm like, why don't you all go to the, why doesn't everybody just go to therapy? Me, you, Chrissy, Farah, this one, that one. I think everyone's got a lot of shit that we got to talk about. Right. But that cracked me up that she said, you know, I really, <laughs> She said, I really hope she gets help. <laughs> Girl, I can't. I can't. Tell me what you guys think about that. Maybe I'm not seeing it from, from the right perspective. I, I just don't think someone's livelihood should be ruined forever because they made a mistake. And I'm not talking about an assault or anything like that. You know, and bullying is bad. But also, this is a whole new generation of people, I've noticed. The, the, the younger kids they aren't experiencing bullies bullying the way that we did. You know, bullying was just kind of a thing that fucking happened and it wasn't okay. And it's not okay. And I'm glad that people are becoming more aware of it and seeing how, how terrible and dangerous it is. But it was just kind of something that I wasn't even aware of. Like it was just a normal thing in life back then. I'm talking like I'm 85 years old, but you know what I'm talking about. When I was in school, it was just never, it was just, there were people who were bullies and there were people who were bullied, you know? And it wasn't like, Hey, I'm going to fucking, you bullied someone in middle school. I'm going to make sure that your pots and pans are no longer sold at target. I'm going to make sure your pots and pans are no longer available on the Macy's website. Seems like a lot. No. I don't know. I don't know. And that's coming from somebody who was bullied. So maybe I just have a, maybe I'm just feeling, feeling a certain type of way about it. I don't know. There has to be a boundary here. We can't treat everyone the same way because then nothing matters anymore. Then, then the people who are really bad and the people who are actually doing the terrible things are put into a category with somebody who, who sells pots and pans at fucking target. You know what I'm saying? We need to focus on the really bad people, the people who don't feel bad and the people who don't apologize and the people who are dangerous. Woo! Look at me. I'm on fire. I'm on fire. My family was here today. My dad's looking for the damn beehive on my stupid deck. They're carpenter bees, so they don't build a hive. They're gigantic. They look like birds. My dad's rolling around on the deck like a freaking a pig in mud trying to find the holes because they don't build a hive. They do little holes. They burrow into wood. They're like termites. And long story short, I'm just going to live with the bees outside is what's happening because how do you, how am I supposed to find them? And they go zoop, 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 zoop. And I know you can't see the movement my arm just did, but you know the movement because it's, it's zoop, zoop, zoop. And it's up, it's upside, side, side, up, up, down. You know what it is sisters and brothers but yeah my the, they came here my little nephew came here 
He loves my, he loves my cat, Stanley. Robert hid under the bed for five hours. <laughs> Robert loves hiding for when people come over. If Robert comes near you and you're at my house, he fucks with you heavy. Because this man, he just goes, he just disappears. And sometimes when I come home, like most of the time, it's actually very cute. Robert can hear me coming in through my front door of my building. And he'll always wait by the door for me. But I noticed when uh, he's like a dog like that. But I noticed when I got back from Florida, since I had, you know, a pet sitter here, I had my neighbors coming in checking on them. They got checked on 47 times a day. Um, I noticed after that, Robert got a little, he, he, he was a little scared when I first got back. He would be hiding under the bed when he heard someone coming in through the door. Cause he was like, I don't know if this is my mom or if this is a stranger, if this is a neighbor, who is this? You know, and I, and I respect him for that. I, uh, I started uh, back up at the comedy clubs this week, which is great. You guys, wherever you're at, support your local comedy club, support live comedy. It's important. You know, these guys took a hit. They took a real hit last year and they hustled and they, they did whatever they had to do to try and keep the doors open for, for when this all started, you know, for when this all stopped. So in New York, they changed the capacity rules and it's actually pretty interesting. I, I went to a show last week with Jesse May went to a little concert and uh it was the same thing as the stand-up shows where if you're vaccinated you show them your card and and you know the capacity is like 100 capacity but everyone's got to be vaxxed or you have to have or i think uh because jesse jesse's not vaxxed she had to get tested right before the show so it's one or the other and they're doing whatever they can to keep everybody safe and and these are the things that are you know who knows what it's going to turn into. Hopefully, you know, that changes sometime soon, but anyway, I'm out here shaking my ass all summer. Okay. And you already know that. Okay. Let's get into these questions that you guys, again, sent in to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. Uh, you can also, if you guys join the Patreon, which I'm trying to push you guys over to the Patreon. I have a video kind of explaining what's going on over there. You can go to patreon.com slash secret keepers club and join over there. You get an extra episode a week and a few other little, little things on the side. So just wanted to tell you guys that. And if you have Patreon questions, you can send them into the same uh, email address. So this one says, Advice on girl code from the queen of girl code plus a shit crappens Patreon or reg show dealer's choice. Okay. Okay. So this says, Hey, Carly, Rob and Stan. So I need some advice and I'm also resending my shit crappens. If you've already read it and I missed it on an episode, just skip it. First, my question this weekend, my hub baby and I attended a wedding for some of my husband's closest friends. He was the best man. So he showed up the night before to help set up. I'd really been looking forward to hanging out with the wives and girlfriends of the grooves of the groomsmen that evening. So when my favorite Chica didn't show up with her mans, I shot her a quick text asking where you at while they all rehearsed the ceremony. She let me know that they weren't doing well. And he basically up and left a week before with no explanation. And she mentioned how sad and confused she was about the whole thing. She and I really aren't close. We've only met a few times, but I think she's such a killer girl. And I was so excited to spend the weekend hanging. She loves our baby and we just have a similar vibe. Girl, tell me why I watched this man flirt and ultimately hook up with a trashy ass bridesmaid all weekend. Ooh. 
not the bridesmaid. <sighs> My husband was so pissed. I was so pissed. We all told him how lame he was. So Sunday evening, I go ahead and check in with her, assuming his ass went home and broke it off. But no, she said he came home saying he wants to work it out. Mm-hmm. Of course he does. Of course he does. Of course he wants to work it out. <sighs> okay. And now I'm like, what do I do, girl? What is the girl code here? Her man is a her man is close to the friend group, so I'll see him for the foreseeable future, but I don't want this sweet little angel girl getting played. How do I tell her without getting my ass in trouble for meddling? Thank you so much. And here's my shit crappens. Okay, so we're gonna read your shit crappens after uh we read this part. So I, this is such an annoying situation, right? Because like, you're really not close with this girl, but your boyfriend's, your husband's close with her boyfriend. Oh boy. But you saw what you saw. And here's the thing. At the end of the day, he did this at a wedding in front of however many people know about it or saw it. So she's probably going to find out anyway. Um, and then it turns into a thing of like, oh, you knew this and you didn't tell me and you were checking in on me and you didn't mention that you saw my freaking husband bang Kristen, the bridesmaid. You know, I don't think. Ugh. I'm always a person that I want to keep my mouth shut in, in situations like this. But if I were you, I would just tell her I would just tell her because why is she wasting her time with this guy? But then, oh, it's too hard girl. Ooh, tell her or don't tell her. I would tell her I would. If you're saying she's a cool chick, you want to know why? Cause I'm putting myself in her shoes. Um, and I would, I would just want to know because why am I wasting my time with this schmuck? You know, I don't think it's fair. And, and if I were her, I would appreciate your honesty and you telling me and you, you going out of your way to do that, especially because you guys, like you said, you guys aren't close. You don't have to tell her anything. But if I were her, I would want to know. And listen, the their relationship isn't going great in the first place. This might be the thing that just puts it over the edge because they were technically kind of breaking up or whatever. But of course he came back and said, no, I want to work it out. Yeah, because you had your little weekend of fun. Little weirdo. See, men are really just truly, they're, ju they're just, you know, they truly are. You know what I'm saying? They are, girl. They are sometimes. Okay, so here's her shit crappens. The other day, me and my actual human baby boy were out in front of our yard tending to our tomato plants like the cute little suburban family that we are when I realized shit's about to crap in. <laughs> Turns out the goat cheese I had with lunch was old. No, not the goat cheese. Oh, the very second I realized I needed to run my ass inside and get to the toilet, um, happened to also be the moment that I realized the crazy old bat from across the street was making her way over. Great. I'm about to wave her off and say, I got to get inside. When I tune into what she's saying, she's saying, Hey, how's the baby? Um, Hey, a ghost has been texting me. I know you normally don't think of ghosts as texting, but they do. Anyway, the ghost says she's an abused little girl who died of malnutrition. And I'm wondering if you could help me release her. I'm sorry. What the fuck are you saying woman? So I give her, wait, is this a real story? 
so I give her what I'm sure is the wildest look. And I said, yeah, sure. Maybe sometimes as I'm bending over to grab my cute ass baby. Well, it turns out my asshole could not take the pressure of picking up my 20 pound baby and putting it on my hips. So she let loose. No, you didn't shit your pants in front of your neighbor. <laughs> no. Oh, so I'm standing in my front yard in biker shorts, holding my kids, silently shitting myself as my fucking freak neighbor. <laughs> Wait, the way you stood here. <sighs> Explains that a ghost has been texting and haunting her. I straight up moonwalked to my front door yelling, okay, Mary, nice to talk to you. Don't give that ghost my number. <laughs> Shut up! <sighs> All the while, while just praying that I don't leak on the hardwood floor once I get inside, I ended up just throwing those shorts away. Well, thank God, girl. If you kept the biker shorts, I would say, sis, take a trip to Walmart and call it a day. You know, nobody needs those biker shorts that bad. Uh, threw the shorts away and putting me and the, and the baby in the shower. Good Lord, what a great Thursday it was. <laughs> The way that you stood there while your neighbor, I mean, that's like a scene from a movie. That's like a scene from a movie. And you want to know what I will notice with these shit crapping stories. I, I noticed that you guys, a lot of times it's very dependent. The ending of the story is very dependent on what we got going on as, as bottoms. You know, if you got bike shorts on, that's a tight squeeze. That's going to hold in whatever's going on. Okay. That's going to hold in whatever's coming out. But if you have a dress and a thong on, it's going to be a crazy shit crappens. Okay. If you have some type of a, like a romper, I don't know how I feel about that because that might be a sticky situation, but thank God for the bike shorts. Okay. Um, here we go. Where's the next one? Okay. Hey, Carly, baby Robert and baby Stanley. I love you so much. Wish I could kiss you right on the lips. Fully vaxxed bitch here. Uh, my boyfriend of three months has been struggling recently because he's very unhappy with his job. He's a chemist and works for a major pharmaceutical company running tests on drugs slash medication that they produce. He's been having to work really long hours and going on weekends lately to catch up on work because they're so short staffed. Ooh, girl, I hope he doesn't work for that Johnson & Johnson vaccine. <laughs> the limited edition. Uh, every time he has to go into work, he dreads it and he gets depressed because he hates it. To be clear, he loves the work, but he hates the job that he's at. Today, he texted me. He thinks he's going to quit his job because of unhappy he is there. He believes he's dragging everyone down because he's behind on his work, which he puts so much into work and he's very devoted to his job. So I don't know how he's dragging everyone down. I just think he hates the job and is insecure. Uh, this past weekend, he was going to go in, but decided not to so we can spend time together. I haven't been feeling great and he wanted to cheer me up and I think he fell behind. While I want to support him in whatever decision he makes because I want him to be happy, this all makes me anxious. For me, I need my job to survive and be able to pay my rent bills, etc. And it seems crazy to me to quit a job and not have anything lined up. I'm wondering how I can be supportive and stop myself from feeling anxious about his life decisions. It's hard for me to not project my feelings onto the situation. I'll include the conversation we had earlier today. If you have any insight at all um, to help me be su more supportive, I'd appreciate it. Okay, so she sent screenshots, which we love. So I'm going to read the screenshots. 
I have a, I already have thoughts on this, but we're going to read the screenshots. So he says, I'm probably going to quit my job. I'm way too far behind and I'm never going to catch up. I'm the lab idiot and definitely a drag on everyone. She says, I don't think you're the lab idiot. I think you, I think I've been distracting you from your work. I'll just have to see you when I see you and you can get your work done. Don't quit. Wait at least until you have something else lined up. It's my fault. You didn't go in on Saturday or Sunday. And I'm really, really sorry for that. Him. I won't be able to get anything lined up until I quit. I'm not happy here. Within 10 minutes of sitting at my desk, I want to kill myself every day. I just can't do this shit anymore. Her. Will you be able to afford not having a job until you find one? I just want you to be happy. Um, and then she says, so I'll support you in whatever decision you make, but I want to make sure you'll be okay. He says, don't worry about my finances. That's all on me. I just need to change her. Okay. Well, whatever you decide, I'll support you in that decision. Girl, let me tell you something. You've been dating this man for three months. Okay. I, I think that you're looking at this from, I'm telling you this from an outsider's point of view. I think that you, you writing in and saying like, if tell me how to be more supportive, I'm not going to tell you to be more supportive of this. You were really, really supportive, especially. And now that I've seen the text messages that you guys were sending back and forth to each other, like you were nothing but supportive and understanding and, and realistic in terms of like, Hey, I a hundred thousand percent. I don't know why I just said a hundred, like I'm about to get on a fucking horse and ride into the sunset. A hundred percent. No. A hundred percent, sister. <laughs> and I just have stirrups and you just hear me go. And then I get on a horse and it neighs because that's what it sounded like. Um, I a hundred percent completely am with you on the fact that, yeah, how are you going to, how are you going to not have a job? It baffles me. You always have to have another another job lined up when you're thinking about quitting. Even if you have interviews, go do interviews. That's what I always did, you know, before I started doing stand up and I was working, you know, day jobs, regular jobs and all of that. I, there were times where I had a job, wanted to quit. You find something else first. You make sure that you're going to be okay first and then you leave. And I remember when I was young, I worked at a restaurant and I was like, oh my God, I, I can't believe how hard this job was. It was, I was running around constantly all day. If you've ever worked in a restaurant, you a hundred percent know where I'm coming from, where it's just like, you bust your ass, you bust your ass every day. And everyone is so nasty to you. And the staff was nasty. And the, the, you know, the, um, customers were, you know, there, I'm not going to lie. There were a couple of people in the staff that I really loved, but like they talked to you, the boss talks to you like you're a piece of shit and whatever. And I remember telling my dad about it, like everyone's so mean and I don't want to work there anymore because everyone's so mean. And this was just like a life lesson that I got really young. Cause I was about 13 years old. Um, and I remember my dad going, let me tell you something. He's like, everywhere you go, there's assholes. Everywhere you're going to work in your life, there's going to be an asshole. And hopefully one day you can own your own business or you could be your own boss. And then you won't have to, you won't have to experience that. But if you're working for someone, if you're working in a, in a group, in an office and whatever, especially in a restaurant, there's going to be assholes every day. He's like, do your job 
and cash the check. And if you want to leave, find something else first, period. And when I tell you that stayed with me, because first of all, he was right. You're not there to make friends. You know what I'm saying? That stayed with me forever. And still I meet people who, who are my age and, or even older that, you know, are like, oh, this person, I don't, I, I'm going to quit because this person that I work with is mean to me. It's like, okay, why is that person in charge? Like, just fucking go, go to work, do your job, go home. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to go sleep with these people. You don't have to go home with them. You don't have to eat dinner with them. It's fine. You're not meant to be friends. Um, it's work. It's work. So I think that you also, sorry, I just went on a tangent there. But I think that you also are taking responsibility for something that's 100% not your fault. 100% not your fault. When you're saying like, oh, this was, it was my fault that you didn't go in on Saturday or Sunday. He could have gone in girl. He could have gone in. He could have, I think he's, he's a, uh, I don't know. It, it's, it's a little, it's a little dramatic. It's a little dramatic for me, but Hey, I think that you need to just let him do what he wants to do and, and stay out of it. He, you already told him you support him in whatever he does, whatever his decision is and, and continue on with that. But you don't have to kiss ass. You don't have to try and figure things out for him. It's just so typical of us too to be like, oh, well, if you want to do this, then uh, if you want to quit, then maybe I can help you find another job or maybe I can help you do this, this and that. No, you back away from it. This is his shit. He's the man. He needs to figure it out. Period. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm on one today. Um, all right. This one says the title of this one is period sex, period. Hey, Carly, the crock queen and the two precious baby gremlins. Thank you for making my Mondays kiss you right on the lips in a Ruby Tuesdays parking lot straight to the point. My question is about period sex. I've heard so many mixed things from both men and women on whether or not they're down. Personally, I'm going to throw down a towel and throw it in down, throw it in kind of girl. Uh, I'm currently hooking up with my old neighbor who's in from out of town. And of course, as my luck would have it, mother nature, motherfucker decided that she, this was the week she was going to let it flow. He said before, we started hooking up in conversation that he was very much not down, but whatever, but never gave an explanation. But obviously I can't control that shit. In my opinion, his reaction was a little dramatic saying things like, Oh my God, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to throw up, etc." But he still banged me in the shower. Side note, although I know the general time period of when I'll bleed, uh, I had no indication that it was going to be that day. Otherwise I would have said something hours afterward. He's still not over it saying things like he wasn't able to eat. Okay. Let me finish this email before I get. My question is, how do I even approach this? As someone who's so used to seeing my blood for so many years, I just think I'm numb to it and appreciate a man who also doesn't care. What's your opinion when people have two different views on it? And does it matter whether you're in a casual versus in a relationship? Sincerely shedding my uterus and confidence. Okay never fuck this guy again. He's a psycho. 
here's the thing, things like this happen, right? I personally, like everybody has their own personal like boundaries when it comes to certain things like this. I personally am not a fan of it just because to me it's a mess and it's some shit I'm going to have to clean up. And I don't want to be worried about X, Y, and Z while I'm banking. Right. So it's just not something that I'm ever in the mood to do also because I'm always bloated and I'm always like really, uh, you know, um, crampy and all of this stuff. So those are my reasons why. Um, but Hey, if you want to do it, God bless. Like, I'm sure it's just as, I'm sure it's just as good. Right. Um, but I think that the, first of all, I think that men really, mm, can you really even have a say in that? as a guy really it bothered him so much he can't eat but he still banged you in the shower really dude you're he's annoying and he's not a man sorry just me telling everybody that these aren't men come on now i don't like first of all again you can't control when you get your period what are you supposed to do him saying i'm gonna kill you oh my god i'm gonna throw up and then saying i couldn't eat hey how about this i'll punch you in your fucking head Jared. I know this guy's name is Jared. I don't know that, but I feel it. It feels like a Jared. It feels like a J. It feels like a J name. Feels like a Jared. I would just be like, okay, cool. I'm going to have fun never banging you again. Girl, never bang this guy again. Someone that's going to shame you for something that's so natural and beyond our control is gross and he needs to peace out. And that's it. No, there are plenty of other fish in the sea. There are situations that, you know, there's a, there's a situation I've been in where like it happened during sex and you're just kind of like mortified and just like, oh my God, I didn't know. And da, 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 da. and if a guy ever made me feel bad for that, it, he, some, some, something bad would happen. Something bad would happen for sure. I would only see him when I had my period. Just as a, you know, but don't feel bad about that girl. It's, it's natural. What are you going to do? When are men going to stop being freaking disgusted by periods? It's like, ugh, have you seen your balls? <laughs> have you seen your fucking ass cracks, dude? And you're grossed out? Come on now. They're, they're, they're the ones being blessed here. Okay. So let's do this one. How do I get rid of a shady friend? Ooh. Hey, Carly. I started listening to your podcast at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, when we would all just go for walks, I love you on girl code and think you're so funny and give great advice, but here's my story. My husband is from another country and he has no family here in the States other than a cousin, him and his cousin are very close. So over time, I let myself get close to the cousin's wife, even though we're very, very different over the, uh, last over the years, she's been very shady towards my husband and I talking shit about us behind our backs, telling people personal things that we trusted them with about our relationship, laughing at us when we were struggling financially in the beginning of the panoramic. Uh, and we also have stopped talking to them for months because my husband ends up making excuses for their behavior and letting them come back into our lives because his cousin is the only family member he has that's close with him. Recently, we planned a vacation with them, but never 100% confirmed the exact dates. We just knew we were all going together. Okay, just sidebarring it. Why would you book a vacation with these people? They sound terrible. 
uh, they've been avoiding us for weeks, but since they are sometimes shady like that, we, in parentheses, my husband and I didn't think anything of it until they started posting pictures at the vacation spot that we all had planned to go to together. They never texted and said they would rather go alone or anything. They just went without saying a word. Oh my God. I didn't care because I low key didn't want to go anyway, but my husband was upset because he wanted to spend time with his best friend on vacation. This is not the first time they've done something like this towards us. And like I mentioned before, we sometimes go months without talking um, to them because of how they act. My husband didn't make any excuses for them this time, but I could tell he was really upset. Should we discuss should we distance ourselves from them or are we overreacting? And if you think we should stay away from them, how do we cut them off without causing conflict? They love drama and always fighting with different family members. So we already know we can't just call them up and talk like adults. Thank you so much for any advice that you have. Wow. Shady bitch alert. Okay. Yes, you need to cut them out. I understand that you're, here's the thing. You don't need to be involved in this. In the, You guys don't need to be going out on double dates and shit. If, if your husband is close with his cousin and that's the only family that he has and he loves his cousin so much, of course, you're not going to tell him you can't talk to your cousin anymore. But I think by you not being around when they hate, let them do their thing together. And you don't need to go. You don't need to be around them. You guys don't need to all see each other. You don't need to see his wife and whatever. Um, and I think by you making a point to not be around when when she's around um, or when he's around, I think that that gets the point across. And here's the thing. People who talk shit and kind of, there's some people in this life that you'll meet that they need drama and they breathe better when they're involved in it. You know, people who just insert themselves into other people's shit. And it's like, hey, could you just go get a fucking cup of coffee and mind your own business one time, please? Thank you. That's what type of vibe these, these two are giving me. So people like that, if you give them nothing, they'll have nothing to bitch about. They'll have nothing to talk shit about. Let them, don't give them anything to work with. Because if you were to go to them and tell them that they hurt you and tell them that this was shitty or whatever, that they hurt your husband then that's going to be a thing that they could take and use. Don't tell them anything. Don't trust people. Don't trust these people. They're obviously not trustworthy if they're saying such terrible things behind your back too. Not cool. Canceled. Um, yeah, that's what you got to do. You got to just cut, it, cut yourself out of the equation. And that says, sometimes doing nothing says the most. Okay. This one says, help, secret engagement. Ooh, okay. Hey, Carly, new listener from Secret Keepers Club, a big girl code fan, and I love your Instagram stories. Love you a long time. Oh, well, thank you so much. I'm nervous about an upcoming engagement. My best friend has been dating her boyfriend for three years. Two of them are long distance, and for the past year, they've been living together, but during the pandemic, we all went to college together. Um, she, yeah, they've been living together. All... Okay. She knows she's going to marry him, but she's in grad school now. And last time we talked about it, it sounded like she didn't think she was going to get engaged until next year. Her boyfriend texted me a few weeks ago and asked for me, asked for my address so that he could ship the engagement ring to my house without my friend finding it in their apartment. I thought it was weird that he was ordering something so valuable like an engagement ring online, but whatever. He sent me the tracking number so I know when to expect it. I asked him where he got it from and he said it's from a shop, a shop on Etsy. 
I was getting really sus at this point. Etsy is cute for mugs and stickers, but not an engagement ring. I've been talking with our mutual friend group about it and told everyone I was nervous and they were anxiously asking me for updates. The ring shows up in plastic bubble wrap. It's not a diamond. It's an opal ring with a gold band. It's small and minimal, which is something I actually think my friend would really like, but it does not look like an engagement ring to me. It's more of a fashion ring. I was nosy and I looked up the ring on Etsy and the ring was $235. Yes, $235. Here's the link to the Etsy listing so you can see for yourself. Okay, clicking the listing. Let's check it out. Okay, so... It's a simple, it's a simple ring. It's a pretty ring. You know, I get what you're saying in terms of like, it's not your conventional engagement ring. I agree with you on that. Uh, This bitch spent more on AirPods than his engagement ring. This guy has a job, has had a job through the entire pandemic. Loans are on hold. We've gotten three stimmies, but he cheaps out on the most important purchase of his life. I'm losing my mind at this point and I feel uncomfortable letting him go through with this. I've talked to a handful of friends about it and No one thinks it's a real engagement ring. They're baffled by the price. Uh, To make things worse, one of our mutual friends from college got engaged this weekend and the ring was a big ass, beautiful diamond with a perfect setting, photos, et cetera. He told me he's planning on proposing on the 4th of July. Okay. Um, When they're up at her family college cottage in Michigan on the lake, in parentheses, I guess he also didn't get the memo that you shouldn't propose on a holiday. Men are useless, I swear to God. Her entire extended family will be there, yikes. And I'm also so nervous that that things are going to go so poorly with the cheap ring. And my friend will say yes, even though she's underwhelmed by the ring and deserves better than this. I'm especially nervous because I don't think she has a clue that this is happening anytime soon. So the whole thing will just be a big shock to her. I'm having dinner with her tomorrow to try and suss it out and see what her expectations are by bringing up our other friend's engagement. And if things are way off, I'm going to tell her boyfriend to give her the Etsy ring as a birthday gift and save up for a real diamond. Would love your thoughts and advice on what to do in this situation, because I'm not sure if it's my place to intervene or if I should just let things happen and be there for my friend after it happens. Thank you so much. Ooh, what? Okay. First of all, we don't know how much we don't know this guy's financial situation. So I, I'm going to I'm going to tell you something real quick. OK, and this is not to defend him. This is not to whatever. But Ashton Kutcher bought his engagement ring for Mila Kunis on Etsy, and it was like fifty dollars or some shit like that. So some some people, things like that don't matter to them. And I know you're saying your other friend got engaged and she had this big, beautiful ring. Maybe her and him, maybe that's what you need to talk to your friend about. Maybe she told him that she doesn't want a diamond ring or she wants some type of a unconventional kind of engagement ring. But you know her better than I do. If that's something that you don't, you wouldn't see her saying, then who knows? But I don't know. I've always thought like if I ever get engaged, which I never will, um, I would not, I would not want a diamond engagement ring. I think they're absolutely beautiful, but it just doesn't feel me, you know? So maybe she told him that. Uh, it, you know, it, it's one of these things where it's like, I wish he would have asked you, instead of saying, hey, can I send this to your house? I, I wish he would have said, hey, can you help me pick, can you help me pick a ring? Because my girl, my girl, my best friend, she knows what the fuck to do in that situation. And when I was with my ex and he was going to propose and he said, oh, 
this is the type of thing. I go, no, 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 no. It's going to be a no, 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 no from me. You got to go to Ashley. Okay. That these are important conversations. I think we need to, unless you're going to show him hundred percent, like straight up, this is the ring I want. Men are going to be doing shit like this. They're going to get you an opal, you know, something that, that some lady made in Arizona on Etsy. You know what I'm saying? So I feel bad. I feel bad, but he, the, the bottom line is he didn't ask you what you thought of it. He didn't ask you if you thought she would like it maybe give him a call and, and kind of fish around after you talk to her. Um, but I don't think that you have, I don't think that it's your place because again, what if this guy only had $250 to spend on a ring? You can't really say, you know, I know you're saying he has a job and he got a stimmy and all of this stuff, but you don't know what people, some people are taking care of their families or their friends or whoever that lost their jobs and, you know, shit comes up. Maybe he's saving up for a house for them. It's just, there's a million different things. And unless you talk to him about it or her about it, you're not going to know. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, or would I, I'm trying to think if it was my best friend, I wouldn't, I wouldn't because I would just be there for her when she's like, did you see this fucking ugly ring that this guy got me? You know? And I would be like, girl, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> You know, that's, that's what I would say because it, he's going to be upset. And again, maybe she likes opals. I like opals. I like opals, but maybe she, maybe she wanted that ring. Maybe it means something to them. Maybe it's, I don't know. I don't know. I, I listen, I'm seeing it from both sides. I a hundred percent understand what you're saying, where it's like, what the fuck is going on here? And it's kind of putting you in a weird spot. Cause you're the one that got the damn ring delivered to her. But maybe talk, do you know her family? Maybe talk to her mom, see what you should do. Cause you're the one that's in, right? You, you got the, you have connection with her. You got a connection with the fiance or the boyfriend, whatever. Um, yeah, I think that I would kind of fish around, see what other people say that you should do. People that know her. Um, because again, maybe she picked out this ring. And the ring isn't ugly. Like, just so you guys know, it's not an ugly ring. It's, but, but it is a ring that like you would wear every day. Like if you, you know, like you just work, you just to work, like it's a fashion ring. It's not a, and nobody would see this ring and go, Oh, congratulations. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, that's, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. I think, I think you gotta, unless somebody that's close to her says, Oh, you have to step in. I would just say, girl, keep, keep your, keep your eyes shut. And, and, and if your friend says, Oh my God, did you see this ring? Say, Oh, I never even opened the bubble wrap. <laughs> that, <laughs> that'll save you a lot of time. You pretend you don't know how much the ring costs. None of that. Uh, okay. Let's see. Okay. This is another one. This says, what do I do? Hey, Carly and fur boys, longtime fan. Love you, girl. I have a dilemma. 
regarding my boyfriend's brother's wedding. My boyfriend and I have been together for about a year and a half and I love him to death. We talk about marriage and kids and all that stuff. So I definitely think this is it for us. Well, his brother is getting married in a few months and I'm nervous about going to the wedding. A little background, this is his half brother on his mom's side. His mom and dad were never married. She got pregnant with him very young and he grew up with his dad. His mom kind of dropped the ball while he was growing up and they have plenty not they have a pretty non-existing relationship. The brother is the only person on that side of the family that he has a relationship with or even talks to. Anyway, the brother's getting married soon and my boyfriend is the best man. My boyfriend grew up in another state and the wedding and all of that uh, and his family's there. So because of that, I haven't mentioned any, I haven't met, sorry guys, my brain's doing that thing. I haven't met anyone, including his brother and the fiance. Ooh, that's not good. I've met his dad and I love him, but I highly doubt that his dad will even be there since it's not his kid. We really don't talk about the wedding. And I almost assume that it was a small family thing and I wouldn't go, which was very relieving to me. I kind of purposely didn't bring it up because I honestly don't want to go since my boyfriend will have obligations the entire night and I'll know no one. Well, the other day he mentioned something about the wedding and was assuming that I was going. His description of the family, not the brother, was they're quote unquote, extremely weird and so trashy his words not mine I kind of in I kind of in passing mentioned that I'm a little nervous to go to the wedding because I'll be all alone he said yeah I just don't really know what it'll be like I wouldn't mind if I knew I could be with my boyfriend all night but he's the freaking best man so I likely won't even be able to sit with him or anything I'm kind of shy in these situations where there's a lot of alcohol and awkwardness I unintentionally over divulge I don't want this to happen because I don't want to make a fool over myself and have that hangover anxiety of how stupid I was acting, but I don't know how I'll get through it without drinking, LOL. <laughs> anyway, would it be so inappropriate for me to tell my boyfriend that I don't want to go? He has already met my whole family and all my friends because they live in the city that we live in. So for my sister's wedding, even though I'm the maid of honor, he has so many pals to hang with when I'm busy with the wedding stuff. My sister lives down the street and we all hang out all the time. So he's super comfortable with our friends um, at my sister's wedding. I, of course, want him and expect him to be there because I love my family and he's a part of my life and their lives as well. But we're not a part of any of that side of his family lives never even having met them. Like, am I just going to get ready alone and go to the wedding by myself in a random state? I don't know. Sit with a whole table of quote unquote, weird and trashy strangers and have to stay till the very end because my boyfriend is in the wedding. It just seems like an all around nightmare to me. I'm already stressing about it, but it seems like something I should, so, something I should be at under normal circumstances. Like you normally go to your boyfriend's brother's wedding, no questions asked, but he doesn't even keep in touch with that side of the family. Okay. Okay. Um, it seems like different circumstances. I wouldn't be missed if I don't go. What do you think? Okay. I, I, if I were you, I would say, listen, I'm not going to the wedding period. Why do you want me to go sit around your crazy family? you don't even know these people. You want me to go sit around at a table and eat freaking, you, you want me to go eat macaroni with these people? Come on, you're not even going to be sitting next to me? How awkward. Listen, and I'm the type of person that I can make friends anywhere I go. I would be like, I feel weird going to this wedding. You don't know anybody there. I don't know anybody there. You're kind of scaring me the way you're describing your, your crazy family, right? I wouldn't go. Um, unless you meet someone beforehand and you know that that's your wedding buddy, you know, someone else's 
wife or girlfriend or whatever. And then you guys could be pals. But to me, I would not go because when someone's in the wedding party, unless I know people there, I'm not going. I'm not. Because you're pretty much asking me to go sit at a lunch table by myself in, in high school. Right? Everybody else knows each other because they're family, they're related, they're friends, they're this, they've known each other since kindergarten. And I'm out here just like, hey, all right, well, yeah, I'll have the fish by my fucking self. And then I eat fish by myself at, at a table full of strangers. No, it's not happening. It's going to be a no for me, dog. And that's what I would tell him. I would just be like, I, I feel really uncomfortable. I want you to go. I want you to spend time with your family, but I don't know anybody that's going there. I'm going to have to travel. I'm going to have to go by myself and pretty much be by myself the entire night. Um, and I don't feel comfortable. Would you mind if I don't go? And he's going to a hundred percent be like, yeah, definitely don't go. Because if he's going to make you go, that's crazy. I get what you're saying too, where it's usually, oh yeah, of course, that's your boyfriend's brother. It makes perfect sense. But the situation that you're in, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go. Okay. This one says, where'd the condom go? Ooh. Uh, hey, my sister's a big fan and told me to email my story. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> when I was in high school, I met up with my boss's older son to bang. Thank you for that. Uh, thank you for the description. He was so high that when we were fucking, the condom disappeared and he had no idea where it was. <laughs> Oh God. Well, three days later I finished pooping. Oh no. Was it in your ass? It wasn't in your ass. This is the most interesting email we've ever gotten. Three days later, I finished pooping <laughs> and I went to wipe and I see something in between my folds. Oh, okay. I pulled a condom out of my vagina. This fool had fucked a condom inside of me and I was just walking around with it in, in it for days. Oh my God. I was so freaked out. I made my brother get me a plan B before I ran out the door to go to school. I'm now 25. I have a BS in women's health and on birth control. No babies here. And then she did the praise hands. Oh my God. So this is not the first time at all that I've heard of this happening. This is not the first time that I've heard of this happening. But just so you know, like, just so that guy, like, if that guy's listening, there's only one way, there's only one place it could end up. If you were wearing a condom and you're stoned and you're, and you're having sex and then the condom is no longer on, it's inside the girl. <laughs> That's why when you said I was pooping, I'm like, Oh, did, was it in your butt? <laughs> but hey, how are you supposed to know? It's like, we, we don't feel tampons when they're in. How are you supposed to feel a freaking, you know, a condom? That is too good. Good for you. Good for you. Okay, you guys, another week where we don't, oh, no, wait, hold on. I have, there's another email here. Big thank you for shit crappens. You made a dying man laugh. Aw. Um, hey, Carly, Stanley, and Robert. I recently lost my dad to cancer after a very sudden diagnosis and a short battle. <clears throat> he was my best friend and honestly, just the absolute best. At the very end, he ended up using the bathroom and was so embarrassed that his daughter had to help and there were some occasional accidents. He was a proud man and this was really tough for him. I told him it was no biggie and that lots of people shit their pants. He looked dubious, so I... 
decided to parse out some shit crap and segments from the pod. And let me tell you, we were howling. Oh, this is great. Uh, thank you for making some of the most undignified parts of dying a little lighter. XO kiss right on the lips. Oh God, you're going to make me cry here. So sorry about your dad. I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm sorry to your family. I'm sorry just about all of it. Um, but I, I'm very honored to have put a smile on your faces. And thank you for sharing that story. Um, hey, happen, happens to everybody, right? It happens to the best of us. So let's see. Did you guys, oh wait. Oh, you know what? I just got one as I'm recording this here. Okay. <clears throat> this title says, yikes. So I have a situation where I feel like my friend's ex took advantage of me. My friend, his ex and I were, wait, what? My friend, his ex and I were talking due to drama. Long story. I saw her ex at a bar and I was super drunk and in need of someone to get me home safely. I went to his place. I don't know if it matters, but I was friends with him before they started dating. So I considered him a friend and not just her ex. Is this messed up? Well, at his place, we were watching TV and kind of cuddled with him, but I was trying to go to sleep and he read it as let's have sex. I gathered enough of the situation to be like, no. And then he stopped. Now that my friend and I are talking, do I bring this up? <clears throat> she basically doesn't plan on speaking with him ever again uh, because things ended weirdly with them. So in a situation, okay. Um, yeah. Talk to her about it and talk to him about it and be like, that wasn't cool. I would tell her, I would just tell her exactly what it is. You know, I think that you, it's an understandable situation that you were in. You wanted somebody that you trusted to take you home safely. And, and unfortunately this is what happened, but just tell him that that tell him that made you feel weird too. Don't just tell her. Um, and speak up and just be like, just so you know, I was really drunk and this made me feel uncomfortable. And you know, you suck. Say that to him. And then, okay, she gave a fuck Mary kill here. In sync, Backstreet Boys, Mariah Carey. Ooh, okay. Let's. You know what? This one isn't even hard for me. I'm marrying NSYNC. I'm fucking Backstreet Boys and I'm killing Mariah Carey. Sorry, guys. I know I'm going to get, I know I'm going to get hate messages from that. But um, yeah, Mariah's got to go. I'm fuck. I'm marrying NSYNC because they're my number ones. They're my number one day ones. I'm fucking the Backstreet Boys because that would probably be fun. You know? And then, yeah, Mariah's got to go. Saw's about it. Hate, hate to see it, but Mariah, you got to go. Uh, all right, you guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. Again, so happy to have you here. And join the Patreon and have a wonderful week. I hope you're all happy and healthy and good. See you next week. Bye. 